guide to pop culture. And today's episode is Black, Black Magic. Magic. Woo! Right? Because we are the embodiment of such. Yes. <laughs> yes. Black magic. Black magic. Black everything. Black everything. Black excellence. Yes. Um, the tea is very brief, I think, for this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joshua and I, part of our mutual interest, part of the creation of this podcast, outside of comics, has been an interest in magic in witchcraft. Yes. Um, fantasy in fantasy. Elements. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and those are things that, like, to a degree, we both practice in our personal lives. Like, I would be so bold to say that I consider myself a witch. I think Joshua does, too. I'm learning. She's learning. Yeah, She's I'm learning the craft. Developing. Developing those you know. witchy ways. <laughs> <laughs> But we also want to do this episode, um, and it's going to be a little different from our standard format, um, only because this is actually like a true conversation. Yes. Um, this will be a lot of us figuring out where we see ourselves within the pop culture monolith in terms of magic. So Sabrina's out. The oh, new yeah. Charmed reboot is out. Yes. Um, they've already announced that they're doing a craft remake. Um, Are they still doing that Bewitched show? Oh, that's a great question. Because sure. that's supposed to be a black Samantha. Right. Yeah. That would ooh. I don't know if that's true or not, but it'd be interesting. I don't know to if see. that's true. Yeah. But that would be like again, that would be so fascinating yeah. to see. Um, but like magic is absolutely and witchcraft specifically is having a nice resurgence. Oh yeah. But like, where do we as yeah. black and queer folk, <laughs> right? Like, where do we actually fit into this 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 new magical space? And like, are we actually there? Yeah. <laughs> do we need to like push bitches around and make room? <laughs> Hello, you out there? Okay, can Get I the, see you? Right, Where's like your hand. <laughs> echo, echo, echo. <laughs> About it. Oh, right. So I guess one of the big things is we let's take a little. Overview, do a little look back. Yes. In us growing up and our pop culture experiences and seeing witches in general. Mm-hmm. Um, this resurgence is happening right now, just like Aaron said. Yeah. But where was it like first happening? And I feel like mm. for us, it was happening around the same time, right? Yes. Like we had the Sabrina show. Right. Um, that was more comedy sitcom. Right. That was happening um, around the same time that, like, Charmed was happening as right. well, mm-hmm. which was a whole different, more, like, drama, Sex and the City, wb Yes. Like, <laughs> we witches, we sisters, we getting that dick, but also fighting demons. I sort can't. Of thing. I mean, that's what it was. Ooh, come on, demon dick. Yes. Exactly. I mean, it was a lot of demon dick. It was. <laughs> hey. mm. Cole being the main demon dick that just kept coming back. Girl, listen, I'm here for repeat demon dicks. <laughs> but I'm also wondering, like, what does that do for the soul? Like, right. do you get, like, uh, like supernatural STIs? Like, mm, like demon wards. Right. <laughs> There's... Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, I'm like, what is it? Joshua just gave me this face, like Legos, like he just realized something. There's so we were talking about like City of Bones in the Mortal Instruments series earlier. Uh-huh. So in the prequel, one of the prequels is in Victorian times, right? Uh huh. And specifically, one of the main love interests has this ongoing thing where he believes that there's some type of STI you can get from demons. <laughs> okay. And by the end of the trilogy, 
they that one of the enemies ended up being somebody who caught this demon STI because he was like dipping his dick in the demon things. Uh, and one of the reasons he was like walling out and being evil is because he like caught this like demon STI. Mm. Yeah. The power of demon puss, girl. I don't know why that just popped in my head. That's a gag. That in the longest. That is a full ass gag. He was so, like, that character was so happy when he was like, he was like, it's real. It's real. Uh, <laughs> I have contracted the thing. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It's, it was crazy. It's, uh, anyway. That's- <laughs> Besides Sabrina. <laughs> And charmed. Um, there's also Buffy. There's also Buffy, which isn't necessarily witch focused, but definitely has a major witch character yes. in it. We we stand for Willow. Exactly. Um, yeah. So you have those shows, and then when you think about sort of the movies, mm-hmm. you do think about the craft, obviously. Oh yes. Um, you think about Hocus Pocus. Yes. Um, was it Practical the, Magic? Practical Magic, mm-hmm. absolutely. The witches. Yes. Um, was also a good one, but I think you brought up a really good point earlier is that a lot of when you're seeing witchcraft done mm-hmm. in like the late 80s and the 90s and early 2000s um, it is usually insanely comedic. Yes. Um, you know, even Charmed was like really, really camp. Oh yeah. Um, and so was Buffy. Like it was very soap opera-esque, mm-hmm. both of those shows. But at the same time, like just the idea of like getting demon dick in itself is mad camp. And so magic was never really looked at through a lens of like, oh, this is low-key like terrifying. Or like this like has a lot of cost that comes like with the magic. Um, It was never really realistic, but I feel like what probably disrupted that idea that magic could be more serious and could mm-hmm. be taken more seriously probably for both of us would probably be Harry Potter. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like Harry Potter was definitely the franchise to like come in and just kind of make a nice little wedge um, because you have the first three books because what Prisoner of Azkaban is the third right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's when things like slowly start to take a dark turn but yeah. then the fourth book where we actually lose Cedric Diggory yeah. um, and Voldemort Comes actually back. is like niggas what's up? Resurrected. <laughs> She's like I've been here the whole time. Surprise. Okay. Surprise bitch. Were you prepared, <laughs> were you prepared for Jehovah's return? Because <laughs> you wasn't. You wasn't. Um, yeah. And like I feel like that's when um, at least kids in our age range start to see that like, ooh, yes, yeah, Mexican fuck your shit up. Yeah. This is great. Like, it wasn't that goofy ass shit that Sabrina was initially doing exactly. with like her closet changes. Oh yeah. Um, the random doors that they would have hidden in the house. Uh-huh. But every time you would open one, it would be like some thunderclap. Exactly. And you'd be like, and it was oh, like, it goes to the, the, the other realm. Okay. Whatever. Girl, the nether realm. And you're like, yeah. right. Sure. Cute. Yeah. You know when they introduced a black witch into that one, it was like someone she was training. Her name was like Dreamer. Really? Yeah, it was someone Sabrina. It was like after Sabrina passed her tests and everything like that. Uh huh. Like, became a full witch. Okay. They introduced, maybe her name was like Dramala or something like that. It was something. But she came Dramala. And the way that she did things is she would pull her ear. Mm. Um, instead of like point or like right. doing those things she would like do like a little ear pull and uh, that's how you knew but she was interesting yeah but she was super ditzy uh, and it was a lot of like she would try to help sometimes or do whatever and usually like fuck shit up uh-huh. and that was like her character role because uh, like, now Sabrina 
had full control of her magic. So they were right. like, well, how do we bring in magic? But mm, not how do we bring in that shit. like comedic element? Yes. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's some bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's a very like that so Raven yes. type of. Mm, and you could even, I mean, Raven. That's a. Would we would we consider Raven like magic? Do you think that's like? Oh. Yeah, like I'm curious because I. It's not something I've ever really thought about. Like her powers have always been mysterious yeah. and like mystical. And they have Raven's home now, where she has passed down the powers. Right. Her, I don't remember if it's both children or one of the children, but. Mm. Yeah, like you would think that's some kind of magical like craft. craft. Yeah. Because it seems, I mean, the idea that it is from mother to daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, yeah. Hmm. I would I would throw that in a gauntlet. Yeah. I would say that like that's so rape. But again, it's that classic trope of it being like really really funny. Yes. Um, kind of like when I think of like I Dream of Genie. Yeah. Like that sort of like goofy. I'm gonna use magic to save mm-hmm. a thing, but then I've just fucked it up eight right. times worse. Magic is that element that adds that comedy, exactly. adds that goof, adds that camp. Mm. Really, it adds a camp, but it also functions as a cautionary tale. Yes, as in, like, ah, uh-uh, kids, like, mm-hmm. don't, like, don't do the things mm-hmm. that aren't natural for you. Don't do the things that, like. I don't know. It's very, it's very cautionary tale in its sense that magic is never good. Right. At the end of the day, magic does not solve any of the problems. Right. Um, it's and almost I, like it's not good. It's not bad. It's a tool, and it can easily fuck mm, your shit exactly, up. Exactly. Just yeah. as easily as it can help you. Or exactly. Crushed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because now I have this thought going on mm-hmm. right I want to go I'm into the tea it. yes because now because of thinking about that so Raven mm-hmm. I'm specifically thinking about Wizards of Waverly Place which is also yes. me think of mm-hmm. Sabrina because we've had this discussion on Sabrina episode uh-huh. so going into the tea okay one of the most interesting things when I think about um, Wizards of Waverly Place uh-huh. is that the magic comes from the white side of the family mm. and not the Latina side because their dad mm. is definitely white and then the mom is Latina so like the mm-hmm. children are supposed to be mixed right and very specifically the dad side is the like magic side mm-hmm. and that makes me think of the conversation we had in chaos mm-hmm. of when it comes to Prudence and Ambrose mm-hmm. of like trying to figure out like okay we know they're half black Right. We specifically know their white side because we know Ambrose is right. a spellman. Father Blackwood. Right. Right. Um, and then Prudence with Father Blackwood specifically, mm. you know. And we were, I think we brought up are any of the witches of color in that full mm. black or full. Yeah. And that's interesting in looking at where we show up in these shows now Mm -hmm. in terms of like well where's kind of the source of the magic coming from is it coming from a almost like white craft or like a white source you know because magic in general there's different sources different belief systems exactly Um, so it's kind of interesting now to look at that and kind of be like alright so let's talk about all let's first talk about all the shows we've seen Mm -hmm. that currently right. feature witches of color especially afro ones okay um 
and kind of see where that magic comes from and Ooh. if it's a category of like okay is this coming from like everyone gets this from the same source or right is it right like this or that okay you know I love this is exactly what I predicted would happen this episode yes. I was like we're going to create a light roadmap <laughs> um but I highly because this is again very like conversational um okay so I do think one of the shows that mm-hmm. like I definitely want to throw in a gauntlet for having strong representation of witches of color and yes. I know you've not watched the season um but definitely American Horror Story yes I started special. it and I know oh. what happens okay yes. good, good good so feel free to spoil me because okay. I'm still going to finish watching it anyway okay so American Horror Story Apocalypse I think almost better than American Horror Story Coven mm-hmm. was really good about their witches of color right um I also want to throw in as a pat or as an older one mm-hmm. into this same gauntlet too. Yes. And I'm only thinking about it because the same actress, the actress that plays Tara Mother, yes. Tara's mother and True Blood. Yes. Um is oh, also yes. uh-huh. She's in this she's in that season right. of American Horror Story Apocalypse. Um American Horror Story Coven was good until it wasn't. Like it was like <laughs> yes. it was about like six episodes in and you were living. Um and I feel like the only magic that writers know how to write for people of color is mm-hmm. voodoo. Yes, very true. It is, because if you look at Gabourey's character in Coven, um, she's a walking voodoo doll. Mm-hmm. So whatever pain she afflicts to herself, the person she intends to pain, to like, intends to be on a receiving end of that pain feels right. like. Um, and Marie, um, Marie Laveau, Laveau mm-hmm. speaks to her at one point. Yeah. Being like... Oh, yeah, because she recruits her at one point. Yeah. Yeah. She's like straight up and just like, come on over, girl. Mm. Um, So there's that happening. And there's the witch that's played by like Tara's mother from True Blood is also um, she basically kind of steps into the space where Angela Bassett's character was. Like she's not like the reigning voodoo priestess, but she's the next power, like the next powerful one. Okay. Um, And she does some dirty shit, which that a lot of people had problems about that online mm-hmm. um just because they're like oh you have these like black witches against each other and they should be unified and i'm just like listen that doesn't bother me right. like y'all already think witches are treacherous let them be like right. that's fine yeah. i don't i don't mind if they have quarrels um that doesn't bother me yeah especially since this is witches specifically in a horror setting it's a horror setting and they're also all out for their survival now that the fucking antichrist has arrived so context absolutely i agree um but i also think part of my disappointment with the way that black witches are written um is that obviously there's more than voodoo Mm -hmm. there's hoodoo there's santeria there's like all of the like West African magic alone right (laughs) going into the Orishas going into Aoife exactly there's so much um power Mm -hmm. I think there and one of the things that always fascinates me and and bringing us full circle to what you just mentioned earlier um is that specifically with a lot of like witches of color bloodline is like Mm. a strong thing yes like the witches aren't granted power by gods or goddesses right it is usually an inheritance 
that's given through the ancestors exactly yeah which is so i think poignant to people of color yes um the bloodline is is always where the magic is is where the um where we carry a lot of our like generational curses and generational strengths as well um so i guess like it's there yeah like but like not good enough no especially in the case that you mentioned with like Prudence and Ambrose right having their bloodline like <laughs> um mingled with whiteness right um and especially that whiteness being the the sole benefactor of their like power exactly of their witchcraft the only understanding of their power the mm-hmm. only like especially with we're gonna spell things y'all so yeah especially with um satan basically being gone right and getting the knowledge that in the chaos world um what's her name lilith was the first witch right which means that Magic and chaos is Sabrina. Chilling Avengers of Sabrina. Sabrina. Sorry. No, it's okay. Hashtag chaos. Hashtag chaos. <laughs> um, it's so, and I remember when that was said, I was like, okay, so this then means mm. that magic itself does not come from the devil. First yeah. season, you think that, okay, this is horror, and the way that it's set up is right. the way that like Christians think about it, as mm-hmm. if like witchcraft comes from the devil right which, like it doesn't they don't have the same belief system but like <laughs> that girl right exactly but regardless <laughs> of that you know I always understood with chaos like this is horror and the, that's the idea the idea mm-hmm. is like if you're doing that horror twist it comes from a dark place or an evil place or from the devil that's like how that's like supposed to work right but now it's very interesting to know like actually no maybe the devil was giving them like a power boost right um, at the cost of like you doing whatever he wants mm-hmm. but the magic doesn't inherently come from the devil yeah so now it'll be interesting now that Prudence and Ambrose have like gone off right like are they gonna do any exploration into like other sources of magic any exploration into like maybe even a source that works better for them or that they can add to what they already have mm-hmm. you know I mean that takes a lot of having to look into specific bloodlines or stuff like that but you can you know this isn't a show that's necessarily trying to be like the most accurate so there are ways that you can very easily bring in other types of magic just to kind of bring it in and pay homage to it Mm -hmm. and hopefully do it justice (laughs) right you know and play a little bit with that I think yes because I feel like what you're probably what what you're pointing at that could be good for the next season of Chaos, I think is what The Magicians does very well now. Mm, Yes. Uh, Which is the idea that magic would be... Like, it would be silly for magic to come from one source of things when they are are so many (laughs) different regions of the world Mm -hmm. that practice and celebrate magic in these ways and have these gods. Right. Um, And also American gods. It's like the idea that, like your belief systems will funnel these things right. to an extent. Yeah. Um, but, like, the Magicians does a great job of being like, oh, yeah, this random, like, sea dragon, like, has the key to this portal that goes to, like, <laughs> girl that goes to Hades and back. Right. And it's like, oh, girl, how do I find this dragon? Oh, bitch, you gotta go to London and, like, drop yourself in the, in the middle of the Thames yeah. River and just wait for 15 minutes until she shows the fuck up. Um, but 
I think that's how magic should be. And like when I first started writing my comic, the first scene that I saw was like I was walking in Chinatown and I was looking at like all the neon signs like up at night. Um, And just the idea that like magical wards would exist in New York. Um, That these would be like signifiers for magical places and things like that. But I do feel like it would be so interesting from a from just like a narrative standpoint mm-hmm. to be like oh what the fuck does south korean magic look like exactly like what does japanese magic look like what does like traditional anglo-saxon like magic right. like um and to like go off into these tangents and like because it's when you're looking at most families of color and mm-hmm. i'm using of color really broadly because right. it's just like Asian, African, African American, Caribbean, right. whatever the case may be, like they are all superstitious. Yes. All of them. Oh yeah. Despite like I think you, me, you and Ashley were talking about the other day, it's so funny that like how black families are so inherently Christian mm-hmm. but also wildly superst- superstitious. Right. At For the same that time. Have nothing to do with Christianity. <laughs> nothing at all. And, and I'm like them definitely from different belief systems that exactly have been that we've been cut off from mm-hmm. but still hold on to superstitions and don't think about the fact that like where do these superstitions come from right yeah where are these origins because it's not in Christianity <laughs> absolutely not at all and it's and when you look at the idea of Christianity and Catholicism um, and the way that they're sort of embedded into rural spaces and right. I used heavy air quotes on that um is the eratification of the those belief belie- yeah, systems? Yeah, those former belief systems and those um, uh, those little bits of magic. Yeah, um, you know it's funny. Like uh, one of our friends, Shade, talks about the fact that her mom is super Christian and like. Yeah. But she also considers her a kitchen witch because she does all these things like throwing shawl over, like salt yeah. over her shoulder, um, and it's just very attentive to plants in a way that is not natural. And I feel yeah. like, or is even maybe more natural. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's something that's so innate to her. Yes, um, and that's what magic should be. So I feel like there, there's a lot of exploration to be done of yes. the space. Definitely. Um, so currently, let's just break down really quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. What shows do we currently see ourselves in? Or what shows are we currently connecting with that has magic? Right. Rather. So there's Chaos, so Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, yes. for sure. Um, American Horror Story. Yeah. Sure. I'm watching Legacies right now. Legacies has been cute. Um, That's like the Vampire Diaries yes. spinoff. Like the second spinoff. The second spinoff, because yeah. the originals was the first. Right, right? the originals was the first. Mm-hmm. And then... I'm watching the Charmed reboot. Charmed reboot, which God has help him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watch, I'm watching. Oh no! I'm in. I'm in it. She's she's trying. I wish I wasn't, but I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I, look, I was like, this is a journey I yes. cannot embark on with the wife. God is speed. I tried real hard. I know and you I'm did. Doing my best. He's been very diligent about it, y'all. Yeah. I've been actually like very proud. Yes. But like, he know that show low key trash. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, it is. It. So is that but like having those four? What else? The magicians. The magicians. The magicians also, and then mm. I'm trying to think if there's another one that I mean, there's ones that I know I'm not watching that I want to 
Like, I still have to watch uh, uh, Discovery of Witches. Oh, yes. So, I read the first book. Yes. Which was interesting. Okay. I think you would like certain elements of it. Okay. okay. Um, it can get, at times, a little Twilight-ish, because she's in love with a vampire. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I think her stance as a witch is really interesting, because she doesn't want to be a witch. Oh. And she's a professor at Oxford. Right. And, like, her bloodline is basically, like, the original witches that got um, torched <laughs> at the Salem trials. Right. And so she's been trying to run away from that. Right. Um, but basically, a magical artifact in the Oxford library finds her. Oh, okay. And it draws the attention. She already inherently, like, draws attention to herself. Yeah. But, like, would that artifact people are like there's an energy here Mm -hmm. that like you got something I wanted right um so it's it's interesting in that aspect because it's very like it's a nice form to see a witch in because you don't see magic with academia yes um a lot of times unless it's like a legit school for kids like right. Harry Potter. Um, so that one's, yes. So that one's interesting. We should both okay. watch it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's all I can think of. Yeah. I know there's other ones, but I haven't dived into it or I've just Girl, heard things enough that I'm like, I watched oh, The I'm Order. Good. Did you see that shit? I was just thinking about that. Oof. I did not start it because I was just like, and I feel like... <laughs> it's just going to piss you issues. off. Yeah. It's like, ooh, here's this like super white, privileged, mildly good looking poor boy. And like the poor boy is supposed to be like in italics and bold because oh. th- that's that's supposed to be our sympathy for him right yeah okay um but he gets into an illustrious magical order mm. but like they're all witches but like don't have any power to do it like it's okay mm-hmm. all right a waste of your time 2019 yes <laughs> <All right. laughs> so from the ones we are watching then. right um, and the black characters. I feel like you guys know how we feel about Prudence and Ambrose. We stand. This, we stand. We stand. And Always. with the second season, we continue to stand. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the things we've pretty much talked about with them figuring out their line and figuring out their place yeah. and their name, really, and kind of stepping out on their own mm-hmm. even more. So continue to stand. Continue yep. to be here for that. Here for it. A um, thousand percent. What did we say right after that one? So, Chaos, we said... Because um, there was something before the Charmed Charm, Reboot. Oh, wait. Something before the Charmed Reboot. Um, it wasn't the Vampire Diaries spinoff, was it? Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. So, like, Legacies. Legacies is interesting because... I never fully watched Vampire Diaries or the originals. I've seen, like, episodes of both. Mm-hmm. But one of the things... I always noticed when I watched Vampire Diaries was that the main witch mm-hmm. and then all the other witches that we were meeting, and I think it's because they're mainly related, yeah. were black. Right. So it was like all the other characters are running around and they're like mm-hmm. white or whatever, and then the witches themselves were black. Right. Now that's not the case because there's like a whole bunch of people who are witches and this and that mm-hmm. and the other, and there's like a whole bunch of different whatnot, and there's like a bunch of like black vampires running around and like the black werewolf who's like one of the main characters in the legacies right now is fine as hell mm. um and it's this weird Here thing because the main girl like they're kind of setting up a love triangle but not really but okay. potentially yes because right now she's for the super basic ass like white dude that's like not good looking and mm. i'm just like at least he could have been good looking but whatever it's like the edward jacob complex right and his yeah. like foster brother is a black werewolf mm, and it's oh one God. of those things that she likes the white guy because he's normal 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, girl. And then apparently it turns out he's not normal. Whatever. Anyway, She's but... She's like, oh, I can get my thrills, too. Exactly. But her uh, main trash. thing is he's normal. Because okay. she's a triple something or other. Like, oh, she's okay. a vampire witch. Witch. Um, Ain't nobody got time for this. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Even though the witches in that gag me. But, mm. like... <laughs> Legacies is so good because it understands that it's camp. And it just, okay. like, leans into it. Yes. That's why I enjoy it. Because I'm like, this is ridiculous, but you know you're ridiculous, and you're not trying to be, like, exactly. more than you are. I remember watching that episode and being like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you're like... I got it. You know your place. Do you know what would be, like, a dream for me? Sidebar really quickly. Yes. It's like, if we had a Riverdale season one mm-hmm. for witches. Yes. I would stand. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It'd be so good. Yeah. I still think that they should end this whole season of Riverdale of being like this was all a dream girl burn it and then like start it almost from the beginning they need to you know they need some type of redemption arc because they need something ain't it no besides that besides that so I think American Horror Story was also Mm. one that we mentioned yes um which pretty like Billy Porter yes and this new season was incredible yes um also Billy Porter on like the Met Gala red carpet yes goals like Billy Porter is like I am in the public eye right now and like I'm about to leave so many marks on so many things just fucking legendary iconic I can't wait for Pose season two (sighs) so soon right it's coming up June uh was it like June 14th or some shit like that yeah somewhere around there yeah it's like either early or middle of June. I mean, speaking of black magic, you hoes can watch Pose season one on Netflix. Now. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. as a Friday. Yes, I'm get your re-watch. entire life. Uh, so, so good. good. <laughs> uh, I live for. Okay. Okay. So okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. See, we we getting excited. We getting off topic. Okay, so, then so there's... magicians, mm-hmm. which <laughs> there are no black witches. Except it's just the dean, really. It's just, yeah, it's just Dean Fogg, who I'm just like... his daughter, who is not black, but... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was like a little reveal. I know, I was like... like huh. We didn't have Marina? To. Right. And like, I stand for Marina. I stand, yes. Live for her. I was just like... Mm, you can't just like shoehorn that I guess she's half black in this... Because I'm like, Dean Fogg ain't even, like, light-skinned. No. That's, like, a deep caramel. Yeah. That's, like, some caramel that, like, collected its sugars on the counter for, like, a good month. Right. Like, that's that's a hazelnut we into. Exactly. Because usually in those situations, even if you come out looking, like, super white passing, like, Mm -hmm. I always think of, like, logic. And, like, you look at logic and you're like, you can, if I glance at you for a moment, I would be like, okay, oh, there's a white dude who passed Light bright, yes. But if you look at him, you'd be like, oh... I see the black mm-hmm. all up in that face, that Girl, facial structure. That exactly, like, you know. Girl. It might take a moment. You might uh-huh. have to look, but it's there. He is very explicitly black, yes. wide nose, full lips. Exactly. Like <laughs> the nigger tree is on fifty five percent. Especially whenever he shaves his head, and I'm just like, oh, that's a black ass mm-hmm. head. That's a black ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> there it is. Oh, you know, <laughs> he's at peak nigger. Today. <laughs> exactly. Damn. Oh, Oh my god. <laughs> but, like, Marina has none of that. You know? Mar- no. Marina's like petite pretzel ass old white girl, which yeah. I live for. I live but, for like, but I'm like, please, please don't shoehorn this. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's the thing. So, so I guess now that. we have to like consider biracial. Yeah. But then everyone, I mean, this cast is diverse. It is just 
But I, I'm actually okay with it. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. not pressed that there's not yes. a black witch in yeah. here. Um, especially when you have people like um, Margo, Margo and Penny. Yeah. Um, and even Julia. Yes. So there's that. And then I feel like. Then there's Charmed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, real quick. Real Oof. <laughs> the Charm reboot goes back and forth. With, like, giving the, like, one black-facing sister dirt. Just, like, dragging her through the mud. Like, doing the most with her in a way that you're just like, we don't have to be this way. Yeah. We could be better. (laughs) But no. We could do better. We could do better. Mm. Because, like, low-key in this last episode, like, she was, she's, she has, like, demon blood because she was born stillborn. And then, like, the whole thing was that she had to go off with her black-ass daddy and couldn't see (laughs) Or else, like, her... I wish y'all could see Joshua's face right now. The disdain. It's so tiring because it, like... It could have... There's so many ways it could have worked, and sometimes they do yeah. in a way that it could work. Because, like, they have a conversation at one point where she was, like, she explicitly grew up around white people, and so it was her and one other black girl, and she kind of picked, like, her role as, like, the smart black girl mm-hmm. and didn't, like, get to do a lot of things outside of that. Which is so crazy, which is what identity. we talked about in um, our last episode. Exactly. Mm. So, like... They do interesting things with it, but then they'll do things with her that's like, okay, so she's part... She has, like, the demon blood thing going on, so she's getting kind of, like, an extra power and, like, power boost from that. Right. But, like, before they reveal it, there's at one point where they just refer to her having, like, the darkness, and I was just like, we didn't have to refer to this as the darkness. We didn't have to, like... Right. You know, like, you're just like... We so could be better. black one has the darkness. That's what we're doing. And then they had, like, this whole thing with her and, like, Medusa. Like, her relating to Medusa. Mm. And that part was fine until she then went, Medusa has crazy hair. I have crazy hair. And it's like, no, we... How, and you how just did we felt get here? like the sky <laughs> cracked. Exactly. <laughs> just like, what? And then the recently, her sister's getting basically magical enhancement items from their mom. And then her mom basically not giving her anything, being like, the whole world is your weapon because she has telekinesis. But then also being like that pendant you have whenever you think you're losing control to touch it and mm. exhale. And I just was like, did you just tell the black girl to breathe? Mm-hmm. You basically just was like, yo, sisters get these things. You, girl, whenever you, like, feel a little out of touch or you feel a little extra angry, just breathe. <laughs> just breathe. Just breathe. Inhale, left nostril. That's exhale, right. Exhale, right. Then that's all. You got it. And I was just like, no. Girl, that bullshit that you said back? about the world being her weapon, no. I was like, mm. <sighs> Doesn't mean I can't also get a weapon. Okay. (laughs) Bitch ass. Give me options. Oh, that's trash. What if I'm in a room? I don't have shit. Maybe I want to have something on me that I can, like, throw at a bitch. (laughs) Just think about what your mama told you. Use that table. Right. Lift. (laughs) Girl, use that coffee mug. It's all in you. It's so tiring, because in the show at the same time, Mm -hmm. they introduce Hoodoo. Because, like, the guy she's dating is black. And it turns out his grandmother was, like, from a line of, Mm. like, hoodoo priestess or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, like, they go through this whole thing where they talk about it. They do have one part, though, that did gag me because some type of, like, hoodoo creature... Oh, no. They were, like, trying to fight some hoodoo creature and 
they couldn't use their magic to get into the house because mm-hmm. the magic that the hoodoo creature put up, mm-hmm. um, they were like, their white magic can't <laughs> the black magic. Ooh, a full ass gag. Right. And I was just like, I'm a little here for that. Um, <laughs> I'm a little here for them being like... Be like, also... But, like, isn't... Hoodoo is a practice, though, where, like, both the practitioner... Yes. ...and the victim have to both believe in it... Yes. ...for it to work? Yes. Mm-hmm. It was, a, it was like... It was one of those things that I just was like, this is great. I guess one of those moments that I was like, you That's shall right. not pass. Keep the whites out. Ah. Keep them out. <laughs> We're gonna keep these whites at bay. Um, um, mm, yes. Mm-hmm. So there's that. So there's that. I mean, I feel like kind of what we've talked about has already encompassed Afroqueer one on one. Yes. Um, which is kind of like, where do we see ourselves in a magic right. community? We talked about Sabrina. We talked about Charmed, and all that good stuff. So I guess like maybe books yeah. right now. I think books and comics. I think books and comics. Yeah. Like, specifically getting a focus in not just seeing people of color in Mm. magical spaces, but, like, having their own magical space. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, literally, because we always record in Joshua's room, and I'm, like, literally looking at several books behind Joshua right now that are, like indicative of that yes um like Akata Witch is such a great like example for me oh yeah um and I've always considered it to be like the Nigerian witch equivalent of Harry Potter only because Harry Potter is the closest thing pop culturally that it could be but it's nothing like Harry Potter no um but in that sense that like that is a fully built world yes um that also feels really modern yeah um and that's actually like when you think about harry potter harry potter does not feel modern as like a match like it's and i'm okay with that like but it still it feels very like old england-esque right um whereas i feel like akata which is like they're going to lagos nigeria Mm -hmm. where she's actively talking about skyscrapers and like all this shit right but then like also talking about like the natural forces of magic within these cities and like all of these like interesting elements like akata witch is a great one yeah you love children of blood and bone oh yeah so good i love that it's Ready for the next one, even though it's not coming out to the end of the year, but we're not going to talk about that. That cover is everything. My feeling. It's so good. That cover is <laughs> everything. I didn't care for the book, but that cover, yes. I was just like, damn, I might be tempted to tip my toe <laughs> back in this just for the cover. Just for the cover. Just for the cover. It's yeah. sickening. It already has a movie deal. I don't know what production house is like doing Yeah, that. I don't know either. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm oh. curious to see that one. Right. Speaking of things with mi- mi- oh, <laughs> movie shit. deals, black because Warner Brothers and Michael B. Jordan, girl, Black Leopard, Red Wolf. I feel like every time Joshua and I see each other, we like how? <laughs> how is this going to? I feel like Michael B. Jordan did not read the book. He didn't. He didn't. This is the same nigga that pronounces Naruto Naruto him Shippuden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crickets. I feel like he didn't read it. He definitely didn't read it. But if he. I feel like when somebody tells him what it's about, I'll be very, I'll be very surprised if he is in it. Okay. You know, like I wouldn't be surprised if he keeps his name on it and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I produced this. I'm mm-hmm. like about this, but I'll be very surprised if he like 
finds a way to cast himself in it or not. Okay, because I... Ooh. Yeah. A whole gag. Because the gay is strong in the that gay, one. This is peak faggotry. Like, ooh. Like, I feel like within the first 30 pages, you getting some fucking... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah, he definitely can't play the main character. No, he can't. Uh, he can't. I can see him as a leper. Me too. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see him as a leper. I can absolutely see it. And uh, the leper's like a power bottom. So, like, hello. Wants hello. To play a power bottom, bitch. I'll watch it. But I think I when is it? It's the scene. It's the scene where he walks up on them, like, fucking at night. Yes. And he's like, he's like half morphed into a yes. leopard and half man. Yes. And I'm just like, this is every bottom's dream to turn into a literal pussy. Uh-huh. It's like so, it's so good. Like, oh my God. It's, I cackled to the heavens once I read that shit. Especially because afterwards when they have a discussion about it, he was like, he was basically like, I like to get fucked. He likes when my tail hits against his chest or something like that. And I was just like, ooh, wee. Girl, she like he is giving you full tea. <laughs> Cause you're a little, you're a little nasty ass asked for begrudgingly. Mm-hmm. I'm like, girl, be careful what you wish right. for. Um, yes, this book is one. I am still not finished with this book, yes. and Joshua knows my plight with this book. Mm-hmm. I have been reading it since February, y'all. Yeah. It is May. Yep, I am tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not that it's even a long book. It's just really dense. Yes. Um, it's dense. But I do still think we need it. I yes. think we need it in the space. Like, to this day, I've never really read anything like it. Yeah. Um, and it's not that the main characters are witches themselves, no. but, like, they are in this, like, insane fantasy world where witches do exist. Right. Um, it's basically if, like a fantasy, like, Africa kind of... It's got yeah, like, it's, it's very, like, like, fantasy pan... Africa, sometimes pan-Middle Eastern. It's very much like with every other fantasy where you see everything, it's just like Europe. Mm, Yes. (laughs) But fantasy. Mm -hmm. This is very like... Africa. Africa. Yes. But fantasy. It is because you can literally like when they're talking about certain like landscapes, it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm getting Morocco from this. Right. Okay, I'm getting like... Ethiopia, Kenya-esque vibes from this. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm getting North Africa from this. Exactly. Um, Yes. A thousand percent what you said about Europe. It's just like grass. Uh Uh-huh. Hills. Yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah, girl. And a castle. Okay. (laughs) It's like, girl, we in some Anglo-Saxon place. Exactly. Girl, feel that salty sea breeze. (laughs) A whole ass mess. Right. And musty white people. It's real funny with this, too, because I feel like one of the... One of the interesting things when you go into like the pan like the pan African lens is mm-hmm. that you specifically get more of a difference between the people from different places yes which I feel like you get a little less from from like fantasy that you deal with that's the usual Anglo-Saxon like oh unless they're, absolutely the only time they're different is when they're like look at those dark ass people coming over here where are they from like, <laughs> that's the only time oh. It's like, oh, girl, here come the niggas. I mean, the orcs. Right. Here they come. (laughs) And you're just like, oh, okay, got your tea, bitch. I do agree. Like, when you're looking at Anglo-Saxon Europe, it does all sort of just like, you're like France, Mm -hmm. (laughs) England, Ireland, Scott. Okay, yeah, Mm y'all are so fiercely different. Right. Um, Just like, they're white, that one's blonde, that one's brunette. Pretty 
say much. It Look was just like head. the only reason you knew Ireland was different from the other girls because they was poor, they liked potatoes, and they was redhead. Exactly. Like, that is it. <laughs> other than that, they were all still creamy skinned and translucent exactly. like the rest of their four sisters. Basically. Um. So, yes, that is a great one. Um, I'm trying to think if there's another book one. Ooh. Um, in the... What is the name of the series? I'm reading the comic right now. Oh, oh. Shades of... Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. The royal family is black. Right. Um, and that was something that even... I didn't catch the second book. Not because I don't think they put it in the first book. Mm -hmm. But I think I still didn't even expect to see it. That I passed right by it somehow. Mm -hmm. And then I was reading the second book in the series. And I was just like, did you just... Wait, describe. hold on. Wait, what color? What did it look like? Hold up, let me go on Tumblr real quick. Okay. Oh, oh. they black, he black and bi? Oh, Ooh, look at yes. <laughs> <laughs> I live. So that's good too. Yes, and I mean, Joshua's been reading a comic. Yes. Um, And it looks gorgeous. Oh, it yeah. looks great. I love seeing black people in royal offices. So yes. this is right on the marker for me mm-hmm. um also v schwab is like a great writer oh yeah like i didn't really care for the first book of that series but i was also like this is i think just like world building problems that i have yeah. but like i think she's a fantastic writer yeah um especially because of vicious oh yeah here for it Ooh, that not book. magical but still great but still great still great definitely i'm here for it <laughs> okay so there's that and then ooh, we should talk about <laughs> Oh, fuck. What is the name of this book? Excellent. Oh, yes. Excellence. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Excellence just actually came out... Like, this Wednesday. Yeah. We're recording on a Sunday. Recording on a Sunday. Um, Excellence is a comic by Image with... What imprint? Is this uh, a, Skybound. There so we go. So, Skybound is the imprint. Um, I want to say it's... <sighs> I feel like I'm going to say it's Brendan Fletcher that writes this, but I could be wrong. Okay. Because uh, that's the writer for Moto Crush. Oh, okay. But I feel like there's a Brendan or Brandon. Yeah. Something of that sort. I'll find it through the Googles. Yes. But we'll, find keep, through the we'll go- keep talking. You know what? Yes. You Google. Mm-hmm. I will. Okay. Give them so, the rundown. The rundown of excellence. And the reason we bring this book up specifically um, is A, it is still new, but Joshua and I had very divisive feelings about it not divisive as in we disagreed um divisive as in we were both like this could be really really promising Mm -hmm. but also yes um writer brandon thomas brandon thomas okay um i mean so it's basically the book is about a magical order it is about a brotherhood Mm -hmm. which a um is already kind of an interesting uh, narrative because most magical books are sisterhoods um, or particularly so I think it's very important to when you're talking about magic to know the difference between magic and witchcraft yes and witchcraft is innately feminine it is uh, of the goddess mm-hmm. um, magic however can be sorcery can be right um, wizardry and like all of that shit mm-hmm. So this is very magic. Yes. Not witchcraft. It's a magical order. Ran by niggas. Yes. And when we say niggas. Oh, yeah. There's a scene where the main character is getting a fade. Mm Mm-hmm. From his grandmother. Oh, yeah. As in, like, his grandma is lining his ass up. Yes. With clippers before his magical exam. Oh, yeah. 
the nigatry is strong in this. It is. It is. I mean, so, okay, I feel like I'm backtracking, but it's it's about an order. Um, and they give you a list of rules. There's mm-hmm. a few things that matter to the plot. But one of the, probably the most interesting ones for us is that women right. are not allowed to partake in said magic. Yes. And it's hard to tell if they specifically mean partaking casting spells because mm-hmm. we see a little like grandma does float while right she's floating while yeah. yeah and the mom does seem like she is meditating with them mm-hmm. so yeah it's hard to tell yet if it's specifically like well i do know their wands are supposed to be very important right. in this book um but also not yeah it's Right, especially yeah. from what she's... Mm, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Yeah. So what we think, what yes. I feel like what we just had a realization of <laughs> psychically, is that these wands are used to kind of police their magic. Yes. Um, like they're told that all of their spells and all of their whatever, whatever right. has to be through these wands. And if you don't have one, you can't do magic. Yes. But clearly, as we both just said, the women are magically active, but not partaking in this community yes yeah um so it's a magical order there is a son a very disgruntled son who mm-hmm. definitely has complicated relationship with his father right um they're supposed to be like the second best house yes because there's 10 magical houses yes, here and their house is number two right and he doesn't display they tell you in the beginning that most kids will display their magic when they're around like five four, yeah four or five, four or five yeah and he does it until he's like 14. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's insinuated that it's like off and on, that mm-hmm. he real like that rage is kind of the conductor yes. for his magic. So it comes at these spurts, but he can never control it. Right. Um, so it looks like 14 is the age where he has like some semblance of. Right, channeling the rage to use his ability. Exactly. And so I think what gives Joshua and I pause here is that. Rage is always used as a conductor for for um, potential for yeah. black men. Oh, yeah. This is always a thing. Mm-hmm. It's like if you watch any cliche sport movie, right. any cliche like action movie, the black man who is very upset yes. is very consistently told you can do something with that anger. Right. You can put it into your basketball skills you can put it into your football skills you can put it into your boxing like it is always that yes um so there are a lot of interesting tropes in this book that we're both kind of like right right like we're just like seen this before Mm -hmm. know where it leads neither do i identify with it but i also don't care for it right so there's that happening yeah but then there's like what you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. is sort of and maybe you'd be better explaining it is sort of like the um, kind of the silver lining of this all is that they're not really in service to themselves. No. Yeah. It's very interesting in this because they don't show you this till near the end mm-hmm. because the whole setup in the beginning is like him struggling with is him struggling with magic. But once you get to the end and he has to do his test. His test is basically him having to effectively do what it is that they do with their magic. Mm. And in this 
case, it's they're kind of like guardians to mm-hmm. people and making sure that like normal people follow the path that will be like best for the world. Mm-hmm. So in this one they show us, it's very specifically he has to make sure this guy proposes to his girlfriend because mm-hmm. his girlfriend is going to be the one who gives this guy the strength to like do whatever greatness Right. he's destined to do it made it seem like it might be something like political mm-hmm. um, but I don't remember if it was exactly like clear cut what but right. the thing was he just has to make sure that he has the courage to ask this girl to marry him right um, so that I think has a lot of potential in the terms of like alright you have these black people with magic who are making sure the world achieves the best that it can achieve and like mm. go the best possible route. Right, right. Um, so that will be very interesting to see. Absolutely. Um, that and the fact that his grandma basically told him to break the rules. Yes. <laughs> and that breaking the... That it's... Basically his grandma told him it is fine to break the rules as long as you breaking the rules achieves the overall goal yeah it's like if it serves the greater good exactly then they won't give a fuck exactly and granny's right granny was right granny was right granny knew she was was. talking about um so it's interesting here i feel like to see the dynamics and sex Mm -hmm. would be like in this book too because clearly women are stripped of power yeah and i i feel like this writer is either doing something really, really smart. Yes. Or he's repeating a lot of mistakes from the past. Um, which hopefully it's not the latter. Which hopefully, is, hopefully it's not that. But I say he could be doing something really, really smart in a sense that, like, these are dynamics that we have lived right. and know. Like, um, this very much feels like a black man's, like, boys club. Yeah. Um, and the women, though they are the matriarchs and in some ways the providers for a lot of the black families like black men still have privilege right um before any other group any other subgroup within the black community um but it's also interesting to see that they are still in a position of subservience yeah which kind of works as that x-men-esque metaphor that we were talking about earlier so keeping an eye out on this one because it seems it seems so blatant Mm-hmm. that it has to be going into something exactly exactly so there's the hope that it is because they outlined it in the very beginning right and as soon as I saw that I was like this is either going to be trash or going to be like a great right like, mm-hmm. you know yeah. so I'm leaning toward the great we're leaning toward the great I mean fingers fingers crossed yes I feel like maybe any last minute comic books you can think of before we wrap this up I yeah. thought about the juke joint by oh yes um, T. Franklin yes where she's like a voodoo um, I don't know if you would call her priestess I don't think so but like she's just Almost like, like a voodoo madam yeah she's <laughs> really voodoo, she's pretty much I mean she has like a pleasure house yeah but she's a voodoo queen yeah. and don't fuck with her no um, what's that other that book that you really liked I think it's also an image book she was like a journalist from the 70s in Detroit oh yes um, Abbott 
Abbott, yeah. Yes. Abbott, A-B-B-O-T-T. Yes. Dick. Abbott was also a good one. Amazing. Such an uh, amazing book. Yeah. That Very... one's really great. I only read three issues of Abbott, but I really liked it. Yeah, it's collected now, so you can Yeah, so you that. can get the trade. Yeah. I believe that's also an image book. It is. Um, And yeah, she's not exactly a witch herself. Right. But like, it's her. Dealing with a... that and dealing with magic in a way. Exactly. Um. Yeah, I feel like those are the. I feel like those are the main ones. Yeah, I can't think of. I was thinking at one point. I was. It was funny. Brother Voodoo came up. Uh yes. Because he, this week or last week, was in Savage Avengers. Mm, so Brother Voodoo is basically Black Doctor Strange. Yes. He was a Sorcerer Supreme at one point. He was. Um, but. He plays no games, and I'm here yeah. for him. Yeah, he's, he's pretty. The thing is, he's pretty great. And there are some articles that popped up about him, like in the last like two weeks. Mm. That was like looking into more because that's like one of the cosplays I really want to do at one point. Ooh, I could absolutely right. see that for you. I yeah. mean, it's hard to find good characters with locks that you can like mm-hmm. cosplay, and he's like kind of perfect for. Because the only one you really see people do is a bishop. Yes, and he weirdly. And that is a bit of nigga. Yeah, <laughs> but I realized Voodoo weirdly like takes on more of like the black spirituality black magic or like um more afrocentric magics Mm -hmm. in a way that i didn't really think about until more recently since i've been looking more and more into it Mm. because he deals a lot more with spirits and ancestors and that sort of thing and that really goes right into more of what those focuses are and like right. voodoo and voodoo and those types of things right um and it's also interesting because as a profession he is a psychiatrist i love that yeah yeah and i was just like oh this is great mm-hmm. like <laughs> you know i was like i need to i wish he had his own book him. he had so one of the articles was talking about one of that one of his books and apparently there's like a book that's like sorcerer supreme right like voodoo or something like that mm. apparently it's a very good book Mm. I've never read it, so it's, like, now on my list of, like... Right? This. I'm just, like, tink. Exactly. Ugh. Marvel yeah. needs to send us free shit. Right. We get in too go. much money. As <laughs> um, okay. I feel like that's all I can... Oh, the anthology series I was telling you about. Oh, yes. So there's one called Elements, um, and they literally do, like... It's, like, a rotating series where, like, each collected anthology is based off an element, mm-hmm. and usually magic having to do with that. Um, right now, they're on Earth, and it's, like, all creators of color. Um so that's one like the last one I read was Fire and mm-hmm. Fire was like legit um, and then crap there's the one I told you about but like it's also like the name is so nondescript oh uh, the the prison book or no the, uh, it's okay it's called Power and Magic the Queer Witch Comics Anthology uh, yes. um, but it's pretty much about black femmes in the magic space okay. and it's really fucking good yes highly recommend her yeah. as well definitely on my list definitely on the list but I feel like that's all I have for comics yeah and mainly what I have for books too I mean that's that's pretty much it I yeah. mean I feel like I can very briefly hmm I would say maybe a quick question for you before I give you your surprise bitch okay okay um, is in terms of like where what would your ideal like black magic in media be like would you like to see 
like I don't know a school of West African witches right. would you like to see a school like a diverse like school that has like a few black witches in yeah. it and they're like crushing it like how would you like to see your magic so I think that I would lean toward starting at the basis of I tend to like urban fantasy more than mm-hmm. most things um there's usually something about going back or having a more like the uh, the only time period I can think of usually is more white centric but like most of like the fantasy thing to like medieval right right so right. usually those types of things I don't care as much about mm-hmm. but I do like seeing urban like more urban based things or yeah. that sort of thing so like I would probably start at the basis of a Kata witch mm, okay. because they refer to the fact that there's different like sectors of this in different places mm-hmm. and they even refer to the fact that they are white people with magic too right so I think at a world like a kind of mm, witch that's true yeah you know where people every every culture has their own craft right um and it's based in their own beliefs and how they channel it how they use mm-hmm. it and that sort of thing so like my ideal would probably be like if you took something like a kata witch made it like probably a show more than a movie Definitely. maybe something netflix or hboe that can be like 45 mm-hmm. minutes to an hour an episode mm-hmm. where maybe you have a world issue or you have some type of issue and the group itself are not a group of people who are all from the same magic system mm-hmm. but instead are a group of people who are all like subscribed to different types of magic systems yes you know so they play different roles right in what they can do almost like a very magically. rpg like, exactly mm-hmm. so you have certain things that they could do there's like cooperative magic of course but you right. know maybe one of them leans more into different like shaman-esque practices mm. and then one of them leans more into maybe some type of casting or right mental magics or you know mm-hmm. um looking into the future prophecy you know those that sort of thing and getting different cultural points because like I prefer the idea that like we all get it we're all understanding the same source we're all trying to understand our world which we all share Mm -hmm. but we just view it and channel it in different ways Absolutely. and manipulate it in different ways or work with it in different ways. Yeah. And even potentially a show like that would be very good for A, showing the diversity in that. Yep. But also B, having even future plot lines where it's okay if they clash at times and yeah. you have to like figure out like, mm-hmm. you know, not really a who's right, who's wrong, but kind of try to get back to a point of like balance mm. among them. Okay. Like I would really like to see something like that. I that i feel like i mean that sounds i feel like if the magicians were better yeah and it's sort of diversification of characters like it kind of evokes a little bit of that um but they're not all like sanctioned in certain practices of witchcraft yeah yeah because i feel like a lot of times the struggle with that is that people People who, I feel like people who create have an innate worry that is understandable of, like, people are not going to understand what's going on Mm. if you don't Mm. keep it to, like, one thing. 
fair yeah and like line it up and it's like i feel like we're at this point that you could just be like i do this and i do that and then if people want to know more they just google yeah they just look it up because i feel like the one genre that people never look to for just insane storytelling Mm -hmm. is always anime right anime does such an incredible job of giving you two facts about a world mm-hmm. building that shit up yes. to like an intensity and then in the middle of the season be like oh actually this was just a corner uh-huh. of a fraction of right. the world all of this shit exists also outside exists. yeah yes. and then like spreading out from there um, animes do such an amazing job mm-hmm. with like literally honing in on one aspect and then expanding right. um, and I feel like we could probably in western narratives learn better oh, with yeah. that um, I, I mean in general too having more animation that's adult but also mm, not mm-hmm. just comedy yes you know there's a lot of things. I feel like we're slowly getting there with yeah. adult like with adult shows but you're right they are mostly comedy yeah. like the Tuca and Birdie show that just came out exactly it's a gag but I would like, love to write a magic like a magic show that's like a little bit more adult mm-hmm. but goes through something like this that you don't necessarily have to worry about like mm. you have to worry about an animation budget but you don't necessarily have to worry about a like magical effects da 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 mm-hmm. you know yeah cause like you can breeze through the, all of that stuff with, mm-hmm. with animation I mean I agree because my ideal showing would actually be like a high fantasy so yes. kind of the exact opposite of yours yes. like I want some grand ass magical order mm-hmm. that sort of keeps the world like tethered and in place right um kind of very similar to like Doctor Strange's world in a sense that like he is meant to be the magical protector of Earth blah blah but like an actual council of them Mm. um and very similar to yours with the idea that like they are all the baddest of their quadrants right um so there are like different races and ethnic groups involved but also different practices of magic yes but also different types within those practices of magic um that would be like my ideal ideal but i feel like i would want like I was just watching Underworld yesterday. <laughs> and I was like, I forgot how much I really fucked with this movie. Yeah. Like, it's so good. Um, and the coldness and the darkness of it, yeah. I really enjoy. And I want that for, like, my magical series. But anywho. That's very you. Yes. It is. It's very me. Yep. Um, what I'm going to end us off with mm-hmm. for our surprise bitch segment is I figured it would only be right if we tell the audience, our loyal listeners, um, what our comics are about. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because they're both magic based. Because they're both magic based. They're both queer and black. Yeah. Um, so without further ado, why don't you tell us a little bit? Yes. So um, interestingly enough, I while I love like magic and fantasy and those type of things, mm-hmm. um, my focus, if you couldn't guess, is tends <sighs> to be on like urban fantasy mm-hmm. and having magical things in a modern setting right. and how those things interact. Mm-hmm. So what I'm working through and like working out and whatnot, getting all down and my little like facts and stuff, <laughs> um, 
is a story that's focused on more of the mystical and magical creatures of the world Mm -hmm. and having someone who job is basically to try to keep that in check mm-hmm. um, and one of the main things is that he's kind of half you know he's like half magic like half of from this other world that's kind of like a mirror world to ours mm-hmm. think of it as existing in the same space on a different plane yep um, and while trying to keep everything in order also falling in love and queer and like a very specific queer love and Mm. trying to kind of balance out his job with that Mm. Mm -hmm. but at the same time and this is like from the start so it's not like a surprise or a twist right but from the start it's very clear that the person that he has that he is falling for Mm -hmm. expressly may be evil Hmm. Or at least is an antagonist in some way, shape, or form. Yes, and we how stand that, for a great character, right? Mm. How that works out is a little bit more mm-hmm. potential twist or not. But okay. I very much want this to kind of be. I kind of when I think about magic and the way that it's represented, I think a lot about how it's either something that's like I guess Harry Potter is the perfect thing for this in the beginning it's very like discovered so everything is wow Mm -hmm. and like the possibilities and the joy and Mm. the magic is like Mm -hmm. and then it goes into like there's the dark side of it as well yes and I feel like a lot of things we're seeing now is like the dark side of it yeah Um, and a little less of like the joys that magic can bring and Mm -hmm. the wonder and all that yeah Um, this is a character who's like his whole life has been magic or like connected to it Mm -hmm. um to mystical creatures and stuff like that so like his joy isn't coming from the magic itself Mm. that's more of a job now and he instead is trying to find the magic in something human which specifically here is connection i like love that as a byline for your like for the comic right like so good Yes. I'm so that's like it. the base. That's like the basis. Yes. Yes. More details to come. I have <laughs> had the pleasure of reading some of it. Um, it is fantastic and I truly can't wait. So Mr. Barnaby like puts it out there for you hoes. Um yeah, I feel like there's so much potential with that. And especially because of the idea of like using magical creatures as sort of the nucleus of it. Exactly. The only thing we have like that is Fantastic Beasts and let's not even no. go there. Mm-mm. 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 No. <laughs> um, okay, so my comic is um, my comic is about a coven of queer black witches. Well, there's one that's black and Puerto Rican, but they're all sort of like black identified. Yes. Um, yes, all all Afro or Afro-Caribbean witches. Um, however, like one of the things I struggled with, and I talked to Joshua a lot about this while I was writing it, and I'm still actively writing it, um, is that I wanted my witches to be very similar to my experience. Um, which isn't always inherently Afro. Yeah. It is, like I just mentioned, um, or like we mentioned before we started recording, like it's a lot of interest in like Greek mythology yeah. um, and sci-fi and sort of very like unconventional, I think, right. like black spaces. Um, so I think my witches sort of exist there. They are very, it is urban fantasy. I actually didn't realize it until like you just said it. I was like, oh yeah, this is urban fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
It's urban fantasy, but in this world, um, magic sort of exists as an underbelly within the real world, kind of like how yours functions too. The difference is is that um, magic and witchcraft are very separate entities, and witchcraft is still very femme, it is still very womanly, and it is why it cannot be a thing. Mm. Um, Magic is mostly controlled by men, it's mostly controlled by like high priest and sort of like high wizards and sorcerers um and the ruling magic academy is very like jedi-esque where it's a mixture of academia but also high religion as Mm. well um but that organization is meant to sort of keep magic contained and keep it um from being unruly. Mm. Witchcraft does not operate like that. It's a little bit more off the wall um, and woman facing. And because my world is a very sexist one, um, most witches were eradicated. So the coven that you're meeting in this book, uh, they are three boys who identify as witches, which is not something common to this world. And they're very Heathers-esque. They're very bitchy. They're very mean. They're not really here for your shit. Um, They're kind of using their magic to make money. Um, And they have a very, like, self-absorbed luxe experience. I've always equated, like, my world and the social aspects to be the Lost Boys meets Gossip Girl. Like, it's very, like, bitchy, cunty. But also them being very wild and unhinged because the idea is that most me and my friends including you like I feel like if we all had the ability to have magic yeah uh, the end like there there would be no stopping us and so certain things happen that makes the coven have to sort of run to a certain extent and then sort of reevaluate their spaces in the magical world because they are taking up spaces that women once took Um, and so there's truly looking at what that means um, especially for queerness which is something I think queer men do quite often um, is take up spaces where women once existed Um, case in point see any white man that talks like a black woman (laughs) there you go Um, it's looking at that and it's looking at how they should actually like use their power in the future Um, but there's three witches there's one that's pretty much an oracle he he deals with specifically with gods and goddesses Um, there's another who's pretty much like spell casting magic Um, and the third is very like santeria and like voodoo based Um, and sort of like black magics and like things having to do with like the body and things like that um they're fun they're really cunty they're like (laughs) your Slytherin cousins that went shopping on Fifth Ave yes Um, like they're those girls but yeah that's pretty much it yeah Um, I'm having a lot of fun writing it Joshua has edited it I've been enjoying the hell out of it it's so like Joshua said it's so gay and I'm like yes Yes. (laughs) so I'm gonna that's the goal this whole part is like yes us manifesting yes exactly yes mm-hmm. you know this is us doing craft right now on this podcast exactly and putting these things into existence mm-hmm. it's us doing the goddess work on our shit to get this out yes absolutely <laughs> I'm literally like going home to write after this yes um so yes we you guys check in with us please ask us how we're doing with mm-hmm. this um that is always encouraging to me oh, I'm yes. sure 
this to you. Oh yeah, shame us if you must. shame us. We're here for it. Uh, where's, where's that, sis? <laughs> Give us, show me the receipts. Right. Where, where, where are these books? What you doing? Um, but yeah, we've both been having a great time, like writing ourselves into yeah. existence, and so we will do nothing but continue that. Yes. I mean, do you have anything to add before we wrap up? Um, no. I think that like that was some good like. Mm-hmm. Some good talk about some black magic. Right. Some, like, where we're at right now and potentially what we would like to see coming up. Exactly. Like, where we could be. Yes. Mm -hmm. Do feel free, though, to hit us up, you know, check us out on the social medias. Yes. And, like, talk to us about what you would want to see. Uh, so true you yeah know, like we want to have more conversations with y'all mm-hmm. you know especially after these episodes okay in terms of like what you're even feeling things that we might not have known about but you're right. like hey check this out so right be like yes got it adding this to the list adding this to the goodreads i keep on track of everything i know goodreads. your goodreads is insane <laughs> and i'm like i don't know how you do with this um but yes um can you let our listeners know where to find us oh that's right yeah um so you can find our podcast um insta at mutant.magicalboy yes on instagram um you can find me my name has changed it's now magical.poppy mm-hmm. um <laughs> on Instagram and you can find Joshua at Rudely Poetic that's right one word one word on both Instagram and Twitter right yes and that's it y'all yes it's been real it's been real abracadabra (laughs) (laughs)